the spooky episode. Don't give me that face. <laughs> well, that's just weird. No, it's the spooky episode. That's still just weird. Welcome back to Kid Tested. Mother approved. I'm the kid, Ruben. I'm the mom, John, and I didn't make a spooky voice. Try and make a spooky voice. Spooky. It's the same voice. I know. You call mine stupid. Well, because you have like arms and stuff and nobody can see your arms. Well, yeah. It's, well, you... <laughs> Don't even want to talk about what you're doing with your arms. <laughs> okay, we're being silly. Okay. Um, so this week our uh our theme was spoiler alert. It was movies with really big plot twists. Uh, and mom chose for me to watch the original <laughs> 1960s Psycho. Spoiler alert! I thought it was fine. It it's uh let's see. I really like the opening titles, and I think that that's just a 60s thing. But it had a very James Bond kind of feel to me mm-hmm. of that really art deco, the moving. And, and I know that Hitchcock does that a lot, not just with his movies, but with his posters. Like that Vertigo poster right, is very that art kind of, I don't want to say clip art, but it's that very like blocky kind of style. Very 60s style. Very, very. But also when I say 60s style, my first thought goes to like... Oops, yellow submarines, Yeah, no, man. not that. Not that. But you know what I mean? So yeah, it, not it, the psychedelic. That but that very 60s, yeah. Already, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I didn't know that this took place in Phoenix. Or like Arizona. Yeah. I think I just, I don't know, it just, it struck me as odd how it starts and it tells you that it's in Phoenix and it's Friday, December 11th and it's 2.43 p.m. It gave it more realism it, it made it feel like there was actually like it, it was a real thing that was taking place and so i liked that um i also felt that the camera angles were super like i don't know it they didn't feel like normal film camera angles there was a lot of like filming up and filming down and like other things you're seeing and just like weird angles that normally aren't used for i don't know it felt like i was in the room with them on certain shots and something hitchcock did a lot which i noticed was he wouldn't zoom he would move right like the camera if yeah it's gonna get closer to something but it it doesn't feel like it's zooming it feels like you're actually getting i, I mean that's literally what zooming is right but, but it's you know a different what it, feel yeah it, it's a different feel because the whole room kind of seems to shift as opposed to just the camera shift or zooming or Got getting it. closer. Um, Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. She, uh, the girl who Marion, Marion. Yes. Uh, she is seeing Sam on her lunch break, uh, which I thought is funny that they had a time on her lunch break to meet up, get a hotel, do the deed, then have this whole conversation and like, what? Yeah. <laughs> In an hour. Right. They're busy. They. No kidding. Um, Hitchcock is right at the beginning in the window when she comes back to work he's standing outside and it's funny so he's in all his movies as like a little cameo oh i didn't know that oh yeah every single hitchcock movie he's now in i have to some, go back and watch him he's in all of them but do you know why he's in the very beginning no because he didn't want people to be distracted looking for him the whole time oh nice so they'd be like so it's like look okay. there i am okay great now because it, it's literally the second scene he's oh, in wow. it I... the first scene is they're in the hotel room and then it, it almost kind of, it's not zoomed on him, but he is literally the center of the frame, and then the scene happens. Nice. Um, 
there's this rich guy whose name I don't remember. It, he was like generic Texas rich man. Uh, and he says he's not buying off – he's not buying happiness. He's buying off unhappiness. Okay. And I, th- I don't know. I, I really liked a lot of the, the wordage and the lines in this movie. I felt like they were really like – oh, uh, something else I, I wrote down and I really loved was there's this other girl that's working with Marion whose name could have been anything. anything. It didn't matter. Her right. character didn't matter. Uh, she she references that the cowboy rich man is flirting with Marion and says, I guess he didn't notice my wedding ring, which is, she's like, oh, he wasn't flirting with me. I guess he didn't, he noticed my wedding ring, which is such like a, it, it kind of gave you that insight of that character. That one line let you know she's narcissistic. Like, like it, it, it gave you a feel of her character in one sentence of like, without, I mean, I don't think she's in anything nope. else. I think it, it she's was just, just like, in that Oop. scene, but it's like, oh, uh, the money is given to Marion and she just pieces out. She's like, I don't feel good. And like, she makes it seem like she's going to go see Sam, which is her boyfriend, but she kind of just leaves. Um, I wrote this down here too. The camera is always moving. Yeah. It's, and that's what makes, there's totally, I mean, spoiler alert, there's a scene later where uh, Norman is watching her through the, the the wall, and it has this voyeuristic kind of like, ooh, that's what the whole movie feels like. Yeah. The whole movie feels like you're watching something you're not supposed to see, and I, I think that's Hitchcock's intent is because, yeah, it's totally like, I don't know. So, can I ask a question? Yeah. Did it take away the... The spookiness or whatever because it was black and white? No. Okay. I think it made him more spooky. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, they take, no, I would say no because I I feel like there's a lot of, I mean, the Universal Monster movies and, and all this stuff right. that, that are black and white that still have that kind of spooky, like, Right, I just creepiness. meant for you because. Oh, no. I I think that, I, I think because it's in black and white and it's a Hitchcock film, that added it to me. Like, Going in, knowing who... I mean, it's, it's any movie you see. If you know who's doing it... It makes a difference. You're expecting a different movie. Like, if I went and saw Steven Spielberg's superhero movie, I'm expecting that kind of Spielberg-y coming of age and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, Yeah, like, I would love a Steven Spielberg Spider-Man because that's similar to all these characters. But if I heard, like, oh, Steven Spielberg's doing Batman, it's like... Well, that's not really his kind of... Sh- his style or his shtick. Like, Tim Burton's Batman is a perfect exclamation, explanation of, oh, of course he'd do Batman. He's dark and kooky and weird, right. and that's kind of what Absolutely. that era Batman Got was. It. But anyway, um, uh, <laughs> she gets pulled over on her way to, like, I don't know where. Oh, this thing happens. Uh, she sees her boss, uh-huh. and then she's hearing her boss as she's uh, driving away, but he's not there. She's overthinking, and she's thinking these conversations that are happening about her it's the coolest way I've ever seen, like, a movie process. What does overthinking look like? Huh. She's thinking about, oh, here's what they're saying about me, and she's reacting to these thoughts, but nobody's there. Right, She's exactly. just thinking to herself, um, <laughs> the most terrifying cop I've ever seen pulls her, her over. He, he had, like, you know, what's his name in Terminator 2? How he's, like, he's that cop. right. Him times like a cement wall. Like oh, he just had go. this like, hello, I am policeman. It's like, oh, I know you're not the villain, but, ooh. ugh. Um, 
she's such an amateur of like theft and and you can tell this is the first time she's ever done anything wrong like her character yeah which is awesome like because it it gives you more of that character like when the cop pulls her over and is like can i see your id well she has a whole she has forty thousand dollars in her purse which i think i looked it up and at now that'd be like three hundred thousand dollars oh wow so i mean it to us it's like it's a lot of money but it's not right nobody's gonna chase you across the country for that much but a little bit more than that right exactly quote unquote game show money yeah the, the you know that's a big deal um she turns her whole body to like pull her purse instead of just like casually being like here it is let me get it she like right. turns her whole body to and the cops like yeah that seems normal and he <laughs> and he takes the license and th- this actually blew my mind more than anything else in this movie he takes her license and looks at the license plate and goes kind of goes yeah it lines up and i was like Oh, is that why they're called licenses? Because they match the license plate? Yeah, I don't know. I like I I almost like stopped the movie and Googled it because I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's is yeah, that where even, that comes from? I have no idea. Um, I mean, you were old then, right? You were like forty Excuse when cars me. were invented. Excuse me, and this movie came out in nineteen sixty. I wasn't you even were... born yet. Don't. It wasn't born yet. What was What was Alfred Hitchcock like? Shush! I'm not even talking um, to you. The uh, like I said earlier, the angles are really cool. It makes it feel so much more natural. Right. It doesn't feel like I'm watching something. It feels like I'm a part of something because there's angles that are just weird. Like why are we kind of in a corner of a room? Even though I would never be in the top corner of a room watching a conversation, it made it feel like I was actually there, as opposed to that total classic like, "Hello, we are talking," and right. then the camera turns to the person. Yes, we are definitely having a conversation. Um, which, you know, those conversations are like six cameras pointed at two people who are talking and then they use the best shots of whatever. Right. Um, she is as subtle as a gun when she's like trying to buy a new car and she's like, hello, I'd like to trade old car for a new car, uh, right now, please. And the guy's like, uh, I mean, don't you want to look around? She's like, no. And he's like, this seems sketchy. And she's like, weather is nice. Thank you for asking. And he's like, uh, all right. And the cop is, I don't get why the cop is standing there the whole time watching. <laughs> But he's just kind of watching, and then he, like, pulls up, and he just, that's it. That's it for the cop. I really thought the cop was going to come back. Yeah. Nope. He doesn't follow her. He's just kind of like, oh, that was weird. Well, I guess I got to go do stuff 60s cops do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, Sit behind the... Eat a donut. I don't know. I don't bulletin know. Bulletin board. Um, billboard, not bulletin board. Bill, yeah, bill, sit behind the billboard and wait for the Muppets to drive by. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Um, She pulls up to the Bates Motel, and it was cool to me because I've been there. Uh, in Universal. I mean, we've oh. been there. Universal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually looked it up. The hotel that is actually at Universal is a recreation, but the house that is up on the hill behind it right. is legitimately the house. Very cool. Um, so it's cool. It's cool for me to see something and be like, I know what, where that is. Right. And I've seen that. And, right. Um, I love that. Anthony Perkins is Andrew Garfield. It, I could not watch this movie and watch Anthony Perkins without just seeing him as Spider-Man. He's Andrew Garfield. He looks exactly like Andrew Garfield. Or actually because he's old, so it would be they, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it reminded it, you of The whole him. time I was just like, how have they not remade this with Andrew Garfield yet? Because it... Because they made a remake and it was horrible. I mean, isn't it just... I, I heard it was just a shot-for-shot remake. Was, wasn't there anything... Was there anything different? Well, Vince Vaughn was super-duper creepy in a creepy sweater. I mean, like, he's the bad guy, of course. I know, but he was, like, creepier than Anthony Perkins. He was, like, creepy, like, I know you can't see my face, but, like, a creepy, 
Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers isn't creepy, though. But that's what I'm saying. He was, that like, had this big sweater on, and he was, like, talking. So it was just, I don't know where I think... He was wearing a sweater and talking. But being creepy about it. It was creepy. This, where Anthony Perkins isn't creepy to me. Oh, but no, he, he's super relatable, and that's what makes yeah, him a great villain. But but that's right. But in in the Vince Vaughn version, it's, no, you're already creeped out, and it hasn't even started yet. It's See, like, now, now I just want to watch it, because I'm so curious. Okay, we'll, I, watch I watched, well, I watched the trailer, and he's not in the trailer, because I just wanted to see, what does he look like? His voice is in the trailer. He's like, no, mother. But, like, I want to, yeah. like, I, I just want to see what he looks like, because to me, Vince Vaughn is literally the physical opposite of Anthony Perkins. Well, then you'll have to see it because I, th- I think it's on Netflix or it's something. Not. Oh, I'll, it's I'll somewhere. We'll find, find it. it. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah. Um, you're definitely supposed to like Norman. You are absolutely supposed to like Norman absolutely. the second he shows up because he's relatable and he's awkward and he's kind of quirky and you're you're supposed to love that freaking guy because right. he's, he's normal. Right. He's just it's, a little hotel guy. Well, and it's kind of like how we talked about last week with the with Dirty Dancing and the Mono Myth and Hero's Journey. In the hero's journey, there's that relatable character that you're supposed to follow, and that's the hero. Norman Bates totally plays the hero. Like, right when you're introduced to him, it's like, oh, he's the good guy. And then, um, uh, I actually wrote, uh, when, when they're talking, and he's like, oh, my mom's boyfriend or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, oh, but we're eating, I don't want to talk about it. I just wrote, Norman killed the mom's boyfriend. I was like, there's no... There's no surprise there that Norman... I mean, I obviously, I know that that's twist, but, like, that was probably the least shocking thing to be like, oh, wow, Norman right. did it. Like, I'm yeah, so surprised. Right. Yawn, yawn. Right. Um, I don't hate her. I hate what she's become. I hate the illness. I loved that line. I thought that was such a cool and, like... It's... It is weird to me because she's dead. Right. But we don't know that. Well, right, right, right. But, but the thing is, you got to go back and watch it again once you know that and be like, oh, wow, like, here's what he means. I think he's talking about himself. Oh, absolutely. He says, I don't hate her. I hate what she's become. She's become a part of me. I hate the illness exactly. that has taken me over. Something I, I just didn't like. And I mean, I get it. I totally get it. It's to save the surprise. That is not his voice when he's talking to the mom. That is a woman's voice. Oh, I don't know. Did you? Oh, yeah, did I, go- you... I Googled it. Oh, and is that what it's it like said? It's like three separate people. One of them is Anthony Perkins, but it, it, it's weird because it's clearly, it sounds like one voice. I don't get how it's three people. I air quoted that. But it's clearly a, an older woman's voice. Like, that's not, like, I couldn't be like, like, if it was me, it'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm just talking to my mom. Hey, it's me, the mom. Like, it'd be way too obvious that it's an right. adult man doing an older woman's voice. But it almost was like, I get, I get it. I get what the surprise is for. But he even does it later once it's revealed that he is, you know, he is the mom or whatever. He even is like, as he's fighting or, or the very end scene, he he's yelling. And even when they bring him the blanket at the end, the mom's voice responds from Norman. It just doesn't fit. Oh, that's it, it, weird. It was just weird. It just was like, that's not his voice. Like, right. that's not a voice that that guy can make because it's just too different from his body. Right. Um, She's as harmless as a stuffed bird. Great, great reference. Because uh, she's dead. Uh, sometimes uh, just one time can be enough. He's about to kill her. Ooh. 
Which is funny because that's actually the second or third time. It's referenced at the end. That's the second or third time when mother's killed. But that's the second or third time something like that has happened. Um, they really want you to be surprised by this Norman thing. They really just try and like pump up how great Norman is and how evil mother is. Uh, it's a good thing. Oh, <laughs> so Mary, I get that it's, when was this film? The 60s? 1960. I get that. I love that apparently Marion is only stabbed in her stomach because when she falls on the ground and anytime she's shown, no stab wounds, anything chest above. Oh yeah, no. No, but, but no, like there's no blood anywhere. Right. There's no, when she falls and she's like on her front. Nothing on her back. <laughs> right. Like, it's just like, poke, poke, poke. Yeah. Well, we, but back in the in 1960, that was a... So I saw it originally in the early 80s with my parents, because my parents showed it to my brother and I. I thought you were at the premiere. Be quiet. You were. They were like, congratulations, we have the oldest woman alive here at the I'm premiere. I'm not talking to you. Anyway, um, the skin that they showed in 1960, so that <gasps> was a big deal. And the scene where she was in her bra was like... Okay, do you a know big what? Deal. And I'm sure no one in 1960 noticed this. When she's first in her bra, uh-huh. it's white, and then she does the the crime of stealing the money, black. Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't either. I saw it on the. Um, you googled it. I googled it, but you cheated. Uh, I did cheat. That's okay. Um, so I just love that, and it even shows like, okay, when she's getting stabbed, uh-huh. and he's like, do well, mothers doing the stabbing. It's so goofy and corny. I know, but this is 1960. But, like, his stabs are, like, gotta cut in front of you to make sure nothing touches. And she's like, and it's just, I mean, I get it. But I was just, like, it was such a goofball, corny kind of thing. Um, Yeah, they, they, I just keep hammering it in, which is what they did with Norman. They just want you to sympathize with Norman. I mean, just constant, constant, constant. Um... When he dumps her car in this like mud swamp behind the uh, the house, uh-huh. I almost I laughed. I'm like, what is that supposed to be? Like, it's not water. It's just like this big mud pile that he just kind of and the car just kind of sinks. Huh. But something I noticed in it and it really kind of stuck out to me was the car is sinking. It stops. It cuts to Norman and he's kind of like looking around frantic, and then it goes to sink again. And I'm like, that's a joke. That's supposed to be funny. Like, he, he's kind of worried now, and it's like, oh, whew, I'm yeah. good. And it's like, so it's kind of like that funny. Um, the, when we first meet the sister and the boyfriend, like for this, well, the boyfriend for the second time, uh, old lady in the store says, death should always be painless. Well, she's talking, she goes, bugs are people, death should always be painless. I mean, that really had nothing to do with anything. I just thought it was a neat line. And, yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually, yeah, I, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm P, the P.I. Arbogast gets in, introduced, and I'm like, oh, cool, so he's going to die. Because oh. you know why he's going to die? Why? He's the most logical person in that movie. There you go. If you are a logical person in a movie that has killers and murderers, you're done. Right. Any any sort of monster movie that has a guy that's like, I've faced these 30 times. I know exactly what I'm doing. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah, like, exactly. Um... They did this really cool shot of him walking up the stairs, and then when Norman jumps out and stabs him, of him falling back down the stairs, but it's, like, following him. Like, it's a real... I mean, they definitely, like, slowed... It's just him walking backwards, being like, whoa, whoa! But it's just such a cool idea to show him coming up, and then Norman jumping out and chasing him down the stairs. Um, 
Bates, I just keep saying Bates is way too relatable. Oh, he then references to Arbitai or Arbogast. He references that his mom's an invalid. Well, before he stabs Arbogast, but he references his mom's an invalid. If she's an invalid, how how was she able to stab? Like he he's right. starting to kind of slip. And it, it's bit. not to anybody. It's to us. Got it. Because no one else knows that you know the mom quote unquote stabbed Marion, but right. we do, and it's like wait a minute. If the mom stabbed Mary, or like if the mom's an invalid, who stabbed Marion and blah blah blah. Um, right. I wrote, "Why does he laugh?" I do not remember why I wrote, "Why does he laugh?" Uh, almost done. Arm, Arbogast goes back, and I was like, "Cool, done skis." Like there we go. Uh, birds are creepy. I was this before or after the birds? So I want to say it was before the birds because birds was in color. Is it really? Yeah. I legitimately thought all of Alfred Hitchcock's movies were in black and white. No, Vertigo's in Vertigo is in color. Uh, North by Northwest is in color. Rear Window might be in color. I'm not 100% sure on that one. So there was a lot. Mm. I think it was just the timing. Uh, another car in the mud bog. Jeez, that must be a big mud bog. Yeah, and it's the exact same spot. So it's really oh deep. Yeah, there's just a bunch of cars in there. Uh, <laughs> like a big parking garage. Uh, Norman's mom is dead, and then I was, and then I don't remember who it is references that she poisoned the guy, the boyfriend or the new dad or whatever. Um, and then it's revealed no, Norman killed both of them, but they made it look like the mom did it, and blah blah blah. That reveal of the sister whose name I don't remember, right. Mila Mia, what, not Marion, but the other one, right? Who she kind of turns the corpse around, or she doesn't even touch the corpse. The corpse just. I'm in a spin chair. Wee. <laughs> yeah. like, like, just in a computer chair. Just kind of turns around. That's such a good reveal. That's it such a good. great reveal. Um, it, I mean, it's just classic and it's timeless um, of just that. Oh, uh, he then jumps. Well, the music plays. It does the squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Yeah. And then he jumps out. Like it almost like. It almost went to like before him. Yeah. It was like. It, it totally threw me off because I was like, people remember him kind of jumping out at the stout, and that's not what happens. No. It does it, then he jumps out, and he's like, bah, I'm a weirdo. Right. I don't, um, I don't think he says, bah, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, he's Pretty like, much. I'm a little weirdy. Um, no, he does not say <laughs> I don't know that. I was Jimmy Stewart. Um, yeah, he's very the weirdo. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Norman killed both the mom and the new boyfriend or whatever. Uh, it's revealed he's got two personalities, mother and his own. Uh, although at the very end when the mom is doing the the monologue or whatever you want to call it, and mm-hmm. it's zooming in on him, and he's, like, responding to the monologue, and it's about to, to transition to the dirt, and then it's the skull real quick. I loved that. Yeah. Uh, I loved that. So that's all my notes for that one. Um, give it the rating. I give it a rent it. Yeah, you think because, so? Because here's the thing. It's really good its first time. Do I need to watch it seven more times? No. Maybe no. once. Maybe one more time. So that way it's like, oh, cool. What a crazy reveal. Like, was not expecting that. But it's at the same time, it's like, once you know, you know. Right, exactly. It doesn't it, change. I mean, Hitchcock is a great filmmaker. It's awesome. But the whole quote-unquote shtick of that movie is that reveal. Right. And once the... It's like, okay. Not much else to get from it. It's like... I, a rent it, maybe a buy it. I mean, show it to people, definitely. But, like, I don't know. I just, once is enough, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe twice. There but are yeah. some movies like that. So, yeah, I mean, I give it a rent it. 
All right, so when we get back, Mom is going to talk about her movie. What was your movie, Mom? Scream. Bye. <laughs> there, I just had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Was that the subtitle? Yeah. I didn't it was it. Scream. Bye. <laughs> and it was a picture of a goat. <laughs> My that... scream is not like a goat. No, I'm just saying those goats that scream like screamed like people. Have you seen uh, those? Okay, no. Oh, also, did you know there was like five Psycho movies? Or there's like four of them? No. Yeah, none of them. None of the other ones besides one looked any good. It's like Norman's back and now he's running the hotel again, even though he's psycho and like no pun intended. Oh, that was annoying. But and then like killed people and did all this and they mm. just let him have the hotel again, I guess. And it, and what's his name? Anthony Perkins came back for like all four. Huh. There you go. All right. Anyway, so when we come back, Mom's gonna review Scream. Yay. Yay. So you made me watch Scream. Yeah. Yeah, which I'd already seen, of course. So I have a lot of notes. It doesn't look like I have a lot of notes <laughs> because it's just one little piece of paper. But there's a lot of stuff on here. Um, so Scream came out in 1996. And it was directed by Wes Craven, who did lots of scary movies. He like was, what? I don't know, lots of them. I looked it up on IMDb and there was a ton. So lots of scary movies. Um uh, and I don't know. I just I just like the idea of in like Wes Craven's IMBD, you just click it and it says Scream, no. Scream Two, and then just like lots of other stuff. Like yeah, it just says the no, words lots of other stuff. No, it doesn't. There's lots like of pictures. I don't <laughs> just know. Pictures, just little, pictures. I don't like know. Like a cat. Okay, but wait. So, it, but it was written by Kevin Williamson, who's written a lot of good stuff. Like what? Okay, you have to <laughs> let me finish because there's only certain. Okay, I wrote lots of lots of scary stuff that he wrote. He also just wrote the um the current abc show that was on for about four episodes called time after time and it starred jack the ripper who was a time traveler please he, tell me that got canceled it did it oh, was really well i don't i only made it through one episode and it was really awful i didn't really like it i didn't like the characters anyway so um it has a great cast it starred drew barrymore for about a minute and a half nev campbell um, who was in Party of Five. That was her big claim to fame. And then at this time, they were kind of up-and-comers. Skeet Ulrich, who his big thing was, he's done a lot of stuff, but Jericho was a series on CBS for a few years. Matthew Lillard, um, who to me is known as Shaggy. And now I found out, because I love IMDb, I can find out all this weird stuff now, that all of... <laughs> no, the stuff that You're I... Actually... Did you know about this this thing? This that thing you, on the Google? If you just have a question, you can type it into Google and it yeah. just answers it for okay, you. Okay, so anyway, he still is doing the voice of Shaggy. Yeah, he took over for Casey Kasem. Yeah, I didn't Even know that. Even before Casey Kasem died, he retired. And like there was one of the series where Casey Kasem actually played Shaggy's dad. And that was like the passing of the torch. Oh, okay. And then Matthew Lillard from then on in has taken... And that was like well after that movie came out too. That was like... Oh, okay. At least five to six years after the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, he's still doing it now because, yeah. like, he, but I that's looked the thing it all up. He, he just kind of took over for Casey Kasem, who had been doing it. Right. Um, Courtney Cox, 
David Arquette, Jamie Kennedy, who does a lot of comedy stuff now. Um, comedy in quotes. Yeah. Liev Schreiber, who's done a lot of stuff, who I love. And I think it's it's actually pronounced Liev. I looked it up. It said Liev. But I would say Liev. And then Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler's the principal. Henry Winkler's in Scream? Yeah, he is. So um, most people know this movie. This basically is the story of Sydney. I just totally blanked on her name. Sydney, played by Neff Campbell, whose mom was brutally attacked and murdered a year ago. And now all of a sudden, this person is attacking her friends and attacking her and just making her life awful. And the town is all uproar. But it's... Okay, so it is an R-rated film. It is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But what made it so fun is it kind of plays at itself. It makes fun of itself. It makes fun of the whole genre. Um, Jamie Kennedy's character the whole time, Randy, is telling the rules of what happens during a horror movie and what you need to do and don't say this and don't say that. I also love when something happens and Nev Campbell's character says, this isn't a movie, this is real life. That's probably one of my favorite movie tropes. Or TV, like, that's what they do in TV shows. Like Right. and okay. it, But it's fun. I mean, is it a little gross? Yes. Is it, has it got bad words? Yes, it does. So, if you don't like horror films, I wouldn't see this one or anything. But, it was, re- I, I just enjoyed it. Like I said, I had it's seen fun. it originally. Yes. And what did you tell me as we were talking, which we try not to do, what did what is this was to me the beginning of the kind of the comedy horror pl- making fun of itself. What did you tell me that was called? So when it's mostly physical comedy, it's called splat stick. I love that. I because that's because because that's that's really what it is. And and comedy horror is such a great genre. And don't you think that Scream was one of the kind of the first? Would you consider it one of the first? Scream is one of the first. It is is one of the first, if not one of the major pioneers of comedy horror. Because you look at movies now, like Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Never seen it. It's a great comedy horror movie. It's a, or that there's a a zombie one. That's Shaun of the Dead. No, 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 no. Another there's zombie another one. one. Yeah, where he starts out to, as a zombie, but by the end he's not a zombie. Do you mean that? It was like Romeo and Juliet, but it was with zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the same. That same. I mean, kind that's of thing. not really as funny. But... It was pretty funny. Um, okay, and let's see what else do we want to talk about with that. Um, oh, so another way that I thought it was kind of funny and, and it made fun of itself is there's one scene when Henry Winkler, the principal, you know, he's all big, and he's yelling at no one in the hallway, and the janitor's out there, and he's totally dressed in Freddy Krueger. He's got the gray and the red, and he's got the hat, and um, it's just really good. Now, what's it? What's, do you remember the character's name? Do you remember what Henry Winkler says to him? Uh-uh. Henry Winkler's, like, yelling, and he's like, oh. And the janitor's like, what? He goes, nothing, Fred. He just straight calls him Fred. Oh, that's funny. Now, I, um, in the ending, I don't want to give it away. No, that's the point. You have to give it away. So it, it ends up being that it was two people that was, oh, wait, can I tell you something else? Totally, I looked this up. So the person that did the voice yeah. on the phone, in the movie, they make it sound like it's the kids with this voice box. No, no. in real Excuse me, I get to share this. Um, Roger Jackson did the voice. And what I read on IMDb, because now I know how to use it, he did he did those voices on the phone live. 
for the actors. They didn't know what he was going to say. Oh, that's cool. So it played off of kind of that Like they had probably a... a generic like this is direction we're gonna go yeah and the, but they didn't they didn't know it they hadn't read this part of the script because it really wasn't script yeah that's so awesome. that makes it a little bit more realistic to be that scared so it ends up being um it ends up being skeet ulrich and matthew lillard and they're just cuckoo basically they're both uh, insane yes well basically though skeet ulrich is upset because nev campbell's mom was was blinking her dad his dad his dad and then then his mom left so then he was without a mom and matthew lillard was just the little puppy dog friend and he did whatever his friend he's said. just insane he's just yeah he just oh, yeah there was some other things going on so you always have questions for me do you have any questions for me this well time? i have a, do you know what the original title of this movie was i think you told me but i forgot oh, we didn't i don't think we talked about this okay scary movie oh yeah and then didn't they end up doing? They then this the movie the movie franchise scary movie, yeah. Ended up doing you know obviously a big parody of Scream, which at the time is funny, but when you think it's a parody of comedy, like yeah. It's, it... And I don't think I don't think for me those are funny because it's like okay you're making me laugh you're making me laugh blah, I don't like that. It's just it's it, they're they're kind of funny written the first one and the second one are definitely more well written the third one is just like haha look fart right hilarious right like right um and i i yeah i love uh also do you know who drew drew carry drew carry more um drew barrymore yeah i almost i called her i meant to say drew barrymore i called her drew carry more <laughs> um you know who she was originally cast as was she cast as Sydney? She was cast as Sydney and said, no, no, no. And they cast like a nobody as her character. And she said, no, no, no. I don't want to play Sydney. I want to play, or I want to play this character that just randomly dies. So you don't know what's going to happen. Right. And and I think that that really kind of started to pioneer that whole, like, you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know who's going to, because now they do that all the time with horror movies where they'll cast somebody famous or they'll they'll do something like, you know, some random character. It's like, oh my gosh, is that so and so? Oh, and they're dead. Right. I mean, exactly. Look at Alien. Look, which I think actually came before this. Right. But Alien had this great cast of you didn't really know who was going to make it and who wasn't going to make it because at the time she wasn't Sigourney Weaver. Right. She was just young girl trying to be in movies. Right. Um, and so I just no, I I love Scream and I love the franchise of Scream and I love the whole who done it aspect of Scream. And, yeah. You know, I really liked it. Should I do my my rating system? Yeah, also, I was thinking, of, I was taking the dog for a walk earlier, and I was thinking about our rating system. What is the rating system that you came up with? Uh, buy it, rent it, throw it in the trash. We're probably the two only people in 2017 that say rent it anymore. Well, no, because you, st- <laughs> no, but you still have to rent it because you have to get it from Redbox. Oh, uh, yeah, or that's Amazon. You thinking. can rent movies off Amazon yeah, or Yeah, because they're cheap, so that's... Okay, so... Oh, wait, uh, wait, one last thing. What? So in, Just kidding. in Scream 3, yes. two characters show up from another film franchise that actually tie the two franchises together. Do you know who they are? Uh-uh. So the whole Scream 3 takes place on a movie set, which gets super meta because... The movie set is designed to look like the set of the first one, so there are parts of it that recreate the first movie, and it just gets meta and meta and meta. Well, they run past a group of film people who are watching, going on a tour, 
Jay and Silent Bob are in that tour, and they even have speaking roles as Jay and Silent Bob. Like, Jay references Silent Bob, and he references, right. like, whatever. Which, if they exist in that universe, that ties clerks and mall rats and blah, blah, all blah. All of it together. All of it together, which is just kind of funny to think that all these random, like, characters, quote-unquote, exist in the same universe. So in the universe where clerks is happening... Teenagers are getting murdered in the middle of I don't know where Scream is supposed to take place. I don't remember, but anyway, well, no, it's it's good. So I would say, rent it. Rent it. And rent all of them and have a big fat binge fest of all of them in a Saturday afternoon. Really? Yeah. Have you seen the fourth one yet? Yeah, I've you, seen them all. The fourth one from like like less than five years ago. Uh, I thought I did, but maybe I haven't. It's got. I mean. All of the quote-unquote surviving cast members are back. Yeah, I thought I did, but maybe I didn't. That was something, too. So in the third one, yes, it's revealed that... I don't remember who it is, but it's some guy's back. I think it's Skeet Ulrich. I think he's back as the bad guy. I don't remember who's the bad guy again. But it originally was going to be Matthew Lillard's character. Okay. And he was going to be organizing these big... These scenes of high schoolers killing their friends all over the country. Uh-huh. And going and doing... And he was this master behind, behind this whole thing. And then Columbine happened. Oh, and then so they, they were said, like, no, nope, no, 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 nope, no, nope, we can't, we cannot have this guy organizing teenagers killing people. Like right. it just, while a cool concept, while I really do like the idea that like he's organizing these things and it's kind of a cool that oh the big mastermind is not Billy but the friend, it yeah, yeah you couldn't do that, that right right after Columbine. Right. Um, so well, good enough. I think that that was a rent and rent them all. Rent them all. Rent I think they're all. all on Netflix. Oh, you I don't just, know. Well, I think one, two, and three on Netflix. Also, I've been telling you, you need to watch the show. Yeah, you had said that. Because, so. it, I mean, that's, the show, at first I was, I mean, it's an MTV show, so at first I was like, I'm not going to watch it because it's dumb and it's going to ruin it. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's fun. The characters are likable enough. The characters, you know, you sit there going, waiting for six episodes for someone to die because their, their character just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Uh-huh. And then huh. they don't, you know, it, it's one of those right. things of like, oh, please let this character die. And it, that's kind of what gets you invested. And it's, it's fun that way. Okay, um, I'll have to check it out. All right, well, if you want to uh, reach us, what do we have? Wait a minute. What? what? We didn't tell them what our theme is for next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the important thing. What's okay. our theme for next week, Ruben? Our theme for next week uh, is based on the email. I think I was going to get there when I said the email. Sorry. It's okay. I totally, I don't even know if I was going to get there. <laughs> I, I, I probably would have got there, but whatever. Uh, our theme for next week is based on the email we received last week from a grandma. If you want to send us an email, send us an email to show. That's kitmashow at gmail.com. We'd love to take your suggestions. Uh, Send us an email. It's nice to get email. Mom really wants. Mom I, really wants an email. I really want someone to email us. <laughs> well, we already got one, so let's go for two. Go for two emails. Uh, but based on the email, uh, we're doing bad movies with great soundtracks. Yes, and who? Let's see. Who gets to go first? You go first. Okay. So you will be watching. No, you know what? You went first last week. Yes, I'll I go did. First. Uh, so I was. I mean, we decided this theme a couple days ago, and I was like. I, try, I was Googling movies, and I was like, what about this, and what about this? And it's movies I was like, yeah, these movies are fine, and but the soundtracks are awesome. But I was like, oh, no, a bad movie with a great soundtrack is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. That is a horrible, horrible movie with no plot. But the score, John Williams' score for that movie, one of the songs used in that movie 
is like one of the now quintessential quote unquote Star Wars songs where it's like you have the the normal you know boom 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 and then the theme and then the ba 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 you know that one. Okay. You, when you get there, you'll see it. Yeah. All um, right. Okay. So I'm watching Star- <laughs> again. I've seen it already, but the Phantom Menace. All right. I will watch that, and you will be watching. The 1989 movie starring Alec Baldwin, Dennis Quaid, and Winona Ryder. You, my friend, will be watching Great Balls of Fire. Ugh. Um, you, you see, you said, you said Alec Baldwin, and I was like, in 1989, and I know this wasn't in 1989, but my mom was, my thought was like, does mom not like Beetlejuice? Do I get to watch Beetlejuice? No. <laughs> Um, no. So I'm not going to say too much because we'll talk about... It's a biopic, right? It is. It's about Jerry Lee Lewis. So the music is Jerry Lee Lewis, which is fantastic. Great, great music, yeah. And the story in and of itself is, yeah. But just does, watch Dennis Quaid. That's all I can say. Does Alec Baldwin play a CGI baby who is no, that's proverbially a the boss? No. I will not watch any movie where Alec Baldwin does not play a CGI baby. That you is will the watch movie. this because I'm making you. But no, he actually... Should I tell you who he plays? Yeah, who's he playing? Jerry Lee Lewis's cousin. Do you know who that is? Dean Martin. Jimmy Swaggart, the preacher. That means nothing to me. Oh, well, you look it up. Okay, neat. Uh, <laughs> cool, I guess. IMDB it. Yeah, I'll IMDB it. IMDB it. Anyway. Whatever. Uh, so, uh, like we, I did mention, if you want to send us an email, mom wants an email. Send I us do. an email. Send somebody send us an email. KTMA show uh, at gmail.com. Also, we do have that Patreon, like I mentioned. Uh, if you want to support the show, uh, patreon.com slash KTMA show, or just type in Kid Tested Mother Approved into Patreon. I think I'm probably going to start a Facebook page soon, so we'll have, sure. we'll have a page and we'll have that kind of stuff. Maybe we'll post pictures of our notes. I think that'd be fun for people to see. <laughs> Your note, my notes are like the Forever. Zodiac kill, Killer scramblings of just like, oh, this page is all connected. Page after page after page. And you know something I've noticed, and I'm curious if it's going to continue, is, well, I actually, I don't think it'll continue next week. But all of our movies have had some sort of weird connection. Hmm. Because what was it the first week? The movies or the theme? The movies. I, it was like a month ago, I think. I, I know I'm like totally tired now. I can't think of what they were. Oh, it was Big Lebowski and um, Sense, Sense and, and Sensibilities. Sensibilities. Which, like I said, I'm, I referenced in the episode, but there's bowling and there's this right, whole right. kind of like, there's weird subplots. The second week was... Kazam. Kazam and... What did I watch? Oh, Surf's Up, which was... Surf's Up 2. Athletes. Right. Thinking, hey, maybe I have a career... Yeah, you don't. The third week, which was last, last week. Last week was Dirty Dancing and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Which, oh, there was, a, there was a connection there and I already forgot it. And I'm sure I'm going to remember it as soon as we stop recording. That's okay. But then this week was somebody, something horrible happened to somebody's mom. And now horrible things are, and because of right. that. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. Like, You I know what I'm saying? There, there, there's yeah. weird kind of like, we're totally doing it just by these basic themes. And we're not like, movies where somebody's mom dies. <laughs> yeah, no. So... All right. All right. So I'm. Gonna, what am I watching? Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Fire, and I'm watching The Phantom Menace. <laughs> I can't wait. That's gonna be the. That's gonna. And be... that might be two pages of notes, or maybe a, an envelope. Just, just, just the address on the envelope. Bad. No, I actually Lucas. really liked it. Oh no. Okay. Because we'll I like talk... Hayden no, 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 no. He's not in that one. 
Oh, never mind. <laughs> okay, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it next week. All right, bye, guys. Bye.